Uh, we, uh, Matthew chapter 5, we spent several weeks um, talking about the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, chapter 6 and 7 are a continuation of the same sermon. And uh, as we have been looking at Matthew 6, we have uh, come to the point where Jesus turns his attention to worship. And uh, the first thing he talks about is giving alms uh, in uh, chapter 6. Uh, and we have talked about this for a couple of weeks now, um, but I want to hopefully finish up this, this section tonight. Uh, but in uh, chapter 6 and verse 1, it says, And take, uh, take heed uh, that you do, do not uh, your alms uh, before men uh, to be seen of them. Otherwise, ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, uh, when thou uh, dost thine alms, do it. Uh, do not sound a trumpet before thee, uh, as uh, hypocrites do uh, in the synagogues and, the, and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, uh, they have their reward. Uh, but when thou uh, doest <coughs> alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, uh, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy father, which seeth in secret, uh, uh, himself shall reward thee openly. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you for this day. Uh, thank you for your love. And Lord, more, more importantly, thank you for your word. Uh, this is a, a guiding light for us that we can use to help us uh, to uh, grow, help us to, to be more like you. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Okay, so we've talked about alms. alms the, the word alms is an interesting word. Uh, it, it is, you know, again, I, I said this last week, and, you know, anyway, I, until just recently, I always thought the word alms was, meant money. Um, and, and it means much more than that. It, it talks about, it gives the idea of money, obviously, but of uh, giving uh, food, giving help, um, meeting people's needs, no matter what they are. Um, so it, it is an all-encompassing word. And Jesus tells us when we do that, to do it in secret and not to do it in a braggadocious way, uh, but do it in secret so that he and he alone gets the glory. Because, well, okay, I don't want to get ahead of myself here. Um, so the, the, the three aspects of, of alms that we started talking about a couple of weeks ago is time, talents, and treasure, and we've spent a, a good minute, a good amount of time talking about time, and so I'm not going to talk a lot about that, but I do want to say this: not only is time valuable, but time is short, and we are living in the end times. There's there's no question about that. I I don't know a, a normal thinking theologian that does not agree that we are in the end times. I mean, everybody knows it. Um, so uh, not only is time short, but because it's short, is even more valuable. So we need to be cognizant of the needs of people around us so that we can help meet those needs. And, and because of that, God gives us <clears throat> talents and treasures. So time, talents, and treasures. Um, so the question that we ended last week with is how do you spend your time? How do you spend your time? It's, a, it's an easy question, 
but it's it's always or let me rephrase that it's not always a comfortable question to answer right um uh, because you know we we all have um thorns in the flesh do we not <clears throat> we we all have them uh and and you know Paul I think that's one of the reasons why Paul in Paul's writings he does not identify his thorn in the flesh and and I think that was you know the Holy Spirit doing that on purpose knowing that we were all going to have them and they're all different uh and I I've said it before so it's no great secret but the the thorn in the flesh that I have fought most of my adult life is laziness I, I can I can I can be lazy really easy. I'm just saying. How many of you are there with me? Okay. <laughs> At least I'm not alone. Okay. You know. Um, so, <clears throat> how do you spend your time? So now, uh, letter B. We're gonna we're gonna spend some time uh, talking about talents. We had just started into the subject. But I really want to dig into it a little bit and really and really kind of dig into this idea of talents because uh, I think oftentimes talents are something that we we misunderstand and um, so I want to kind of kind of dig into it and, and see what Lord would have for us. Um, <clears throat> Ephesians chapter two and verse ten: For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained um, that we should walk in them. Now, now let's let's look at this verse for a minute. Okay, we are his what? Workmanship. In other words, who made you? God. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Okay? Um, so I am his workmanship. <clears throat> Why am I created? For his glory. Okay, created in Christ Jesus unto what? Good works. So talents that I have are to what? Glorify God through my works. Okay, Is that, does that make sense? Okay, he made me with certain talents and abilities so that I could glorify him through my good works. So, when I do my alms, how am I supposed to do my alms? In secret. Why? So that he gets glorified, not me. Because even though I am, I am the one with the talents, who gave them to me? He did. So he deserves all the glory. Recently, I was talking to someone who was unsaved, and, and I, we were talking about something similar to this. And he, he just came out and asked me, he says, I don't understand what this means. And, and I said, well, number one, it, it's not going to make a lot of sense to you because you don't know the Lord as your Savior. You're not saved. I said, number one, you need to get saved. And he's like, oh, I know you've told me. Um, um, but but as I explained it to him, he was struggling with the fact, hey, he's a business owner and he's worked hard to build his business. 
And he has worked hard. I know this, this guy. He's worked hard. He's got a good business. And, and he says, why should I give God anything? Because I'm the one that works hard, not him. Well, okay, again, this is an unsaved man. He doesn't understand. Okay? And in his mind, he's the one doing all the work. And I said, and I said, I said, number one, I said, you need to be really careful here. <laughs> because yeah, I said, I said, who do you think gave you breath in your body? And I said, and who who do you think gave you the talents to accomplish the things that you're accomplishing? And he and he started he started backtracking really fast when I when he started recognizing what I was trying to tell him. Again, this man doesn't know the Lord, so you can't expect him to think in it with a spiritual mind. But at the same time, I think God was using that to prick his heart because he was starting to understand, hey, wait a minute, there's a greater power here. And see, I can do a lot of things. God has gifted me um, talent-wise to do a lot of things. And some of those things I have used in my life to make a living. But ultimately, he should get the glory for all of it. For all of it. And we need to be really careful. We need to be really careful. Okay, so uh, we talked about this last week. Um, what uh, God gives us uh, when we get saved... God gives us spiritual gifts, okay? Um, what is another word for gift? Talents, okay? So <clears throat> um, so talents, uh, spiritual and physical, we have, we have both. If you're saved tonight, you have both physical gifts or talents and you have spiritual gifts or talents, okay? So we're going to kind of separate these and talk about them, um, uh, but I closed last week with this thought. Both the physical and the spiritual are gifts from God. And we need to recognize that. Both grow in effectiveness as we use them. Okay? What happens when we don't use our talents? You lose them. Uh, there was a time, Candy, you'd have been proud of me. I worked around a bunch of um, uh, uh, Spanish-speaking people, and boy, I, I I never really could pronunciate real well, but I could understand a lot. And then we moved to South Carolina. <laughs> Poof. <laughs> you know, God had, did not give me the gift of tongues, you know what I mean? But, you know, the thing is, if you don't use the talents and abilities, um, you lose them. And and one of the ways that I, I see it probably more than anything, uh, most of you know that I like to play around with wood and build cabinets and, and furniture and stuff like that. And when you do it all the time, you go from one step to the next and you don't even think about it. But what happens when you don't do it all the time? I have... Yeah, it's like, okay, oh, wait a minute. I just cut that thing too short. Well, if I cut it again, will it still be too short? <laughs> no. So what, what happens? You have, you have to literally, I have to literally stop 
and think through the process. Where, you know, before I was a pastor, I, I, would, I wouldn't even think about it. it would just, I would just go through the process. So, so if you don't use it, you lose it. And the same goes with, for spiritual gifts as well. So, <clears throat> uh, both are a gift from God. Both grow in effectiveness when used. And both are intended uh, to be used on behalf of others. Um, so, those are the gifts. Um, and then, um, <clears throat> uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7 uh, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man uh, to profit with all. Uh, so, <clears throat> now, that's where we left off last week. So this, th- this is where we're going to, hopefully I, I won't lo- lose you here because that's not my intention. My intention is to create thought here. And if, if you want to interact, that's fine. Um, uh, because there, there's some really, really important stuff we need to learn here. A person, regardless of their belief in Christ, is given natural talents or gifts, if you want to call them that, as a result of a combination of genetics and surroundings. Okay, give me an example of what I just said. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Exactly. Okay. But but something that I think more people can can kind of relate to are musicians. If you grow up in the home of a musician, chances are you're gonna you're gonna pick it up. Okay. Some of that is genetic, and some of that is just by surroundings. Okay. Uh, get, give me another example. Okay, gardening. Uh, you know, uh, people that like to do that. You know, it's part of the the family culture, if you would. Um, it's going to be embedded in the culture of the of the children, which then, uh, as they grow, uh, they will <clears throat> develop those skills. Okay. So, there, any questions about that? Because that that's kind of self-explanatory, but it, it's important we understand that. Okay. The next thought here is this. There are times where God intervenes in the supernatural and endows someone with special talents and skills. Okay, I'm not not talking about spiritual gifts. I'm talking about physical gifts. Can anybody think of an example? Okay, athleticism could definitely be one of them, but there's a, there's an example in Scripture. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. I, I can't hear you. Oh, customer sir. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that is definitely a gift from God, <laughs> and and I do not have that gift. <laughs> yeah. Can anybody think of, uh, uh, there is a very, I think there's a very clear example of it in, in, in the Bible, in the Old Testament. Uh, okay, no, he was a, he was a prophet, or, or a, a judge, excuse me, not a prophet, he was a judge. So that, that's different. Um, yes, sir? No, no. 
No, let, let me give you let me give it to you and see if you if you pick up on it like I did. Uh, in Exodus chapter 31, <clears throat> um, just out of the gate, uh, so you know what was going on. God was uh, uh, instructing Moses on building the temple, or the, excuse me, the tabernacle. Um, so uh, Moses, God is giving instruction to Moses, and in and in verse 1, Exodus chapter 31, uh, verses 1 through 5, it says this, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, See, I have called by name... Uh, yeah, that guy. Uh, Basil, yes, yes. Uh, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have, what? filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of what? Workmanship or craftsmanship. To what? Devise cunning works to work in, in gold and in silver and in brass and in cutting of stone and, and set them, uh, and in carving timber uh, to work in all manner of workmanship. So here to me, the way I read this, is this is a man who I think, now I have no proof of this, this is my opinion, but I think this man walked with God, and God recognized that, and said, you know what, I've got a job for you. And he gave that talent to do these things for the tabernacle. Another reason I think that is because God has to tell him his name, his father's name, his grandfather's name, and the tribe that he's with. Because why? He's not the kind of guy Moses would have said, oh, you're the man that I need. God, I believe, and I could be wrong, but I believe God took a shepherd or someone like that because most of the most of these uh, uh, Israelites were shepherds, and He took someone completely out of their realm and said, "Hey, I have a specific task for you in the physical realm that I need you to accomplish." Spiritual gifts are given to all believers when, when we place our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. There's no, no question about that. In, in Romans chapter 12, uh, verses 3 through 6, it says this, For I say, though the grace, uh, 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 excuse me, through the grace given unto me uh, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to be sober according as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. For we, excuse me, for as we uh, have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, 
and every one member one of another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the to the uh, uh, proportion of faith. So what what is what is happening here in Romans chapter twelve? Every just just because exactly, Patty. Uh, just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean that I'm any better than anybody else. And just because somebody has a, a different gift doesn't mean that they're any better than anybody else. We are all one body, and that's it. The, the, we all we all stand equal before God. And 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 God has gifted certain people in certain areas, and we are not to be proudful of that. We are, if anything, it should humble us. Now I want to I want to take a little side note a little uh, rabbit trail here and and I want to say something and I hope it doesn't get me in trouble <clears throat> but just hang with me till I'm done okay um but I'm not a big proponent or an advocate of spiritual gift tests okay I I'm not I, I, I've taken them, and I, I usually by the end, I, I've, do, I've done it a couple times actually, and usually by the end I go, really? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see that. So anyway, and I want to explain to you why I'm not a big advocate of it. I don't, hey, if you want to take spiritual test, gift tests, that's fine, okay? But I want to, I want to share some, some of my, my opinion with you, okay? First off, um, one of the problems with different spiritual gift tests is that not all of them agree on the totality of the gifts. Some, Some theologians believe you know, there's this many, some say there's this many, and then within the gifts, they, they interpret the gifts differently than this guy would interpret this gift this way, this one this way, and then their, your results are going to come out different. And so that's part of, that's part of why I, I don't care for them. Um, another reason why I don't care for them uh, is because I look at myself differently than you would look at me. We're, we're, we are not, we don't always see ourselves the way everybody else sees us. Does that make sense? And, and because of that, oftentimes um, our, our testing can become skewed a little. Another factor with them uh, is in order to, or, or not in order to, um, as a result of a spiritual gift, I have seen people become incredibly prideful. Well, look at me, I got this gift. 
and I should be doing this and, and I should be doing that and, 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 it, and it becomes a source of pride. And, and, and you, you tell me, what does God think of pride? He hates it. <laughs> you know, First uh, Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 to 11, it says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. We read that verse earlier, but it goes on. For to one is given by the Spirit of the word of wisdom, and uh, to another the word of knowledge uh, by the Spirit, excuse me, by the same Spirit, uh, to another faith by the same Spirit, uh, to another uh, the gift of healing by the same Spirit, uh, to another the work of miracles, to another prophecy, and to another discerning spirits, and to another divine uh, kinds of tongues, uh, to another the uh, interpretation of tongues. But all these work worketh that one and the selfsame Spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. What is the purpose of the gifts? The purpose of the gifts is not so that we lift ourselves up. And I, I personally believe I've seen people think they have certain gifts that I wouldn't necessarily agree with. And they end up plugging themselves into positions that they're not suited for. Does that make sense? And then what happens to the body? The body suffers. In 1 John chapter 16, verse 13, uh, believers are promised by Jesus that the Holy Spirit will guide them into what? All truth. John chapter 16, verse 13 says this, Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you in what? All truth. For he, for he shall not speak of himself, but whosoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Now, th now this, is, th this, is, this is my answer to spiritual um, gift tests. Okay? It only, to me, okay, to me, it only makes sense if the Holy Spirit is the one who gives the, 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 the talents and the gifts to us. Wouldn't he also want to reveal those talents and gifts to us? Okay, we just read that he leads us in all things. And if, if God has revealed certain, or, or excuse me, given certain gifts and talents to us, won't he reveal them to us? Now, now you, you could be saying, yeah, but he could use a spiritual gift test to reveal it to me, and, and he could do that, okay? But the truth is this. If we will walk with him, if we will spend time in prayer, if we will spend time in fellowship, 
if we will spend time studying the Word, if we will spend time hearing the Word, I believe God will reveal the gifts to us. Because the reason I say that, 20 years ago, if you said, Rick, God wants you to be a pastor, I would have told you, you are crazy. But what happened? I did my best to walk with God every day. Now, did I walk with God every day? No, unfortunately. But I tried. I spent time in His Word. I spent time praying. I spent time listening to the Word of God. And I, I'll, and I spent time fellowshipping with God to the best of my ability. And what happened over the time? God slowly directed my path to the point not only that I became a pastor, but I wanted to be a pastor. Proverbs chapter 16, verses 18 and 19. Pride goeth before destruction and the haughty spirit before a fall. Better it is to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spirit with the proud. We need to be so careful not to allow pride to come into our lives. I know people that I, I went to college with many, many people uh, that <clears throat> wanted, you know, man, I got to preach and I got to teach and I got to do this and I got to do that. And, and they did. They went to college and they, they preached every chance they got and they did all this stuff and they, they graduated with college with me and they went out to charge hell with a squirt gun and they're out of the ministry today. Exactly. And it's sad. Now, I'm not saying I'm any great person. Please trust me. I'm only here by the grace of God. But the gifts that God gives us are each unique and special to, to us. And there are things, you know, um, uh, my, my wife, <clears throat> well, let me, let me pick up my, my former pastor. My former pastor, when I was a building contractor, um, I, was, I was bidding a job for, for a man. I was going to do some remodeling work for him. And uh, he said, do you have any references? And I had just finished doing a room addition for my pastor. And I said, yeah, you can call him. He'll, you know, he'll give you a reference. And and so the guy calls him, and, and, and my pastor told me later, he said, the guy asked me, he says, hey, do you have any complaints about Rick's work? He said, the only complaint that I have about Rick is he doesn't charge enough. <laughs> I, I, hated, I hated the business side. I just like building. That's what I did. That, that was the talent God gave me. 
God had never gave me the talent to doing book work and estimating and doing all that stuff. I hate it. Just let me go to work. See, God, God has not given me that talent. And, and I, I praise God we have Lawrence Thompson. <laughs> he, he is a godsend because he does everything I hate to do. But I want to share something here, and I kind of hinted at it a minute ago. God gives us the desires of our hearts. Psalm chapter 37, verse 4. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give you, uh, give thee the desires of thine heart. And I used to think years ago, wow, that means, man, if I want to, if I want a Corvette, God, God, that's a desire of mine. No, actually not, but um, I don't like Corvettes. Um, I drove one once, and it was, oh, it was horrible. Um, uh, but, but you understand what I'm saying? Is, so, is that what God is saying? No. Okay, then what is God saying? There you go. You delight yourself in me, and I will give you a new desire for your heart. That is what God is saying. And when I got to the point where I wanted to be a pastor, where I could not do anything else but be a pastor, it was like a light bulb went on. And I thought, wow, God has done a miraculous thing in my life. Because just a few years prior to that, there was no way in the world I was going to do this. See, if we will walk with him, he will reveal our talents and our abilities to us as we go along. In fact, sometimes we end up doing the talents and abilities, the spiritual gift things, that we end up doing them and not even know we're doing them. That is awesome. Why, why is that so important? Exactly. If, if we fulfill our desires that he has put in our hearts, and a lot of times we don't often even know we're doing them, then who gets the glory for it? He does. And every one of us here has spiritual gifts and physical gifts. And they both work together to give him honor and glory. At least they should. You say, well, how, how can working at a nine-to-five warehouse job bring honor and glory to God. Anybody want to answer that? There you go. Being a light in a dark place. Everything that we do, we should, we should bring honor and glory to Jesus Christ. If we go to the grocery store, we should bring honor and glory to Christ. Driving on the freeway, it's a little hard sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, two of my, two of my most precious, precious verses that I lo- just I, I, I meditate on these often. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will what? Direct your path. Again, I'm not a huge advocate for the, the, the spiritual gifts test. And, and if you take them, that's fine. You, it, it's not going to hurt anything. Just don't let it become prideful. I personally just want to walk with God. And as I walk with God, I have found that he will take me to the directions that he wants me. And he will place within our hearts the desire to teach. Here's here's one that God will give you if you're honest with him. The desire to give. Not just financially, but of yourself. The whole whole topic that we're talking about here, the alms. To giving of yourselves. He'll give you the desire to pray. He'll give you the desire to serve. And he will even give you desire to be a pastor if that's what he wants for you. And the list can go on and on and on. The body of Christ, if we will walk with him and we will let him guide our lives in all thy ways, Acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. If we will live this verse, he will get the glory and the honor for our lives. Ultimately, is that not all what we should all be doing? But we need to be doing it in secret and not boastfully. The greatest, I I believe, okay, again, this is just me, but I believe if we will live this verse and we will walk with him and we will spend time praying with him and and spending time in meditation and just getting to know God through his word, through the preaching, through fellowship and talking to other people and doing all of these things, if we will do that, I cannot think of a better form of worship than that. And I believe when, as we read Matthew chapter 6 here in the Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus is talking about these four verses about giving your alms, I can't help but he think that this is an all-inclusive idea that he's trying to communicate to the hearers here. If you will walk with me, if you will give your life to me in secret, I will reward thee openly. I will use you in a great way. I want to surmise or bring bring this the the this idea of the difference between spiritual gifts and and physical gifts kind of bring it to a to a close here. I have three thoughts I want to share with you. One is this, a talent or a gift is a result 
of a genetic of genetics or training, while spiritual gifts are a result of the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. There are certain things that we are just given because of birth and our genetics. One of the things that was interesting before my dad died, Lawrence went, Lawrence was over at my mom and dad's house, and um, uh, Noah was doing some yard work, and and my dad actually had a some a lucid moment there, and he was uh, Lawrence and he were talking, and and he said, and and this is what Lawrence said, and I I don't get what he was saying, but Lawrence says, you know, he said talking to your dad, he said a lot of your mannerisms and and a lot of the things that you say, I he, you, you got that from your dad. And I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's weird, you know. But you know, so some of that comes through genetics, and some of it just being around my dad, I guess. But our spiritual gifts come from the power of the Holy Spirit. The second idea here is that talents can be possessed by anyone. Physical talents, gifts. Christians or non-Christians, while spiritual gifts are only possessed by Christians. You know, I I gave the example earlier of talking to this this young man about uh, being in business for himself and and not understanding the need to give back to God. And and it, it makes perfect sense why he doesn't understand. Because he, he doesn't he he's not been born again. He doesn't have that spirit within him. The third one. While both talents, uh, 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 spiritual gifts, and physical gifts should be used for God's glory to minister to others, spiritual gifts are focused on these tasks. While physical gifts can be used. Uh, eternally for non-spiritual purposes, you know, i.e. feeding your family. <laughs> okay? So there is a difference here. So it's important that we we keep these two things separated, okay? Uh, any questions before we move on? Oh, oh, right. Yes. Right. Right. So, so here, you know, here she's got the physical this physical gift of being a nurse, and now she's using that in the spiritual realm to help people spiritually. Uh, Perfect example. Perfect example. Okay? Anybody else? Yeah. If it is a God-given talent, I don't know that I, I don't it's a good question. I, I, I don't know that I've really found in scripture that God necessarily takes those things away, but I do understand that if you don't use it, you lose it. And you know, I, I, I just I, I don't know. I, I, I that's a good question. I, I don't know the answer to that. Um 
I, I, again, I don't know that I've ever read anywhere where God actually takes those things away from us, but it, it definitely grieves him when we don't use them for what they're... Right. Exactly, right, right, exactly, exactly. Anybody else? I'm sorry? Exactly, exactly. He, you know, he never took the talent away, but he definitely redirected it, absolutely. Anybody else? You know, this is, I, I hope that it's been thought-provoking, because that, that was the point here. Um, the, the last part of it is treasures. So we've talked about time, talents, and treasures. Um, so no, letter C, we're not going to spend a lot of time here. In fact, we, it should only be about five minutes and we'll be done. Um, and the reason why is because in just a few verses, Jesus specifically addresses treasures and, and you know not having our treasures here on earth and so on and so forth. So when we get to that part of the sermon, we're going to dig into it a lot deeper. Sorry about that, uh, those of you that love treasures on earth. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna dig into it a little bit. But I, I do want to I do want to point out a couple things here, uh, and then we'll be done. Um, Ecclesiastes uh, chapter ten and verse nineteen. I came across this verse, and I, I found something very interesting in here. It says, um, "A feast is made for laughter, and wine maketh merry, but money answereth all things." And and I, I wanted to ask a question: Is 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 Solomon saying here, hey, let's um, uh, let's go ahead and party and make money and everybody will be happy? Is that what Solomon is saying? No, I see a lot of I see a lot of this. Okay, um, no, he's not. Okay, so what Solomon is talking about here uh, is uh, um, a more broader focus of wisdom and foolishness. Okay, so so that, that's not what he's talking about. But I want to kind of drill down on the last part of this of this verse because <clears throat> I, I read multiple commentaries on the last five words of this of this verse, and every commentator I read said something different. <laughs> I hate it when they do that. Um, but as I prayed about it, I'm going to tell you what I think it says. Okay, um, it says. But money answereth all things. What do you think? Before I tell you what I think, what do you think it means? Okay, that's actually one of the commentators said that. Okay, so so Solomon is telling us we need to be rich. Okay. Okay. All right. Now let let me ask you because again, one of the commentators talked about this. Um, so let me and my 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 argument with that commentator would be, so if I had all the money in the world, I would have no more problems. No. No. The the reality is, the more money you have, the more problems you have. That's the reality of life.
it can help it can help you meet the needs that you have. So it can answer for many different many different forms of need, not just um, let's say this. You can you can also be you can be helping others with the money that you've been given. Um, Anyway, I, I think that we got to be careful because that feast made for laughter and wine made for merry, but but money answers all things. Um, we don't want to make we want to make sure that money is not our god. Okay. But it does, but it does answer or it, it can meet a multitude of needs. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Anybody else? These are all really good, by the way. I, uh, okay, absolutely. I, I would agree with that. Yes. Um, me? Yeah. I I think that it's saying or that what it, this is just a wild shot that we place so much value on money that uh, you could use it to solve your problems and also like Anthony uh, said, uh, it can be a gift and a curse. Okay. Power corrupts, but absolute power corrupts absolutely. Okay. Okay. All right. Good. Good. And and any anybody else before I give you what I think it means? Okay. The reason the reason I think what I think I'll I'll, tell, I'll explain it to you. The reason I I think what I think was <clears throat> by the end of Solomon's life, what did he say about money? It was all vain. It was it was emptiness. He said, anything my eyes wanted, I got. Any, anything, anything I, I wanted, I got. But it was all vanity and waste. It was just, it was empty. So the reason I think, what I think about this is based on Solomon's life. And this is, this is what I get from this verse. And money answereth all things. I think what Solomon is saying, and again, this is my opinion, what I think Solomon is saying is, is what you think about money answers every question you have about your heart. If you covet money, you answered the question. If you, if you, you know, whatever, whatever, money answers all things. Money, as a pastor, one of the things I've learned as a pastor is you want to make people uncomfortable, talk about money. Why? Because they get fidgety and they think, you know, oh man, he's talking about money again. You know, and the reality is this. Money has got nothing to do about giving. How do we know that? The widow's might. She gave more than all those people. What is giving? Giving is something that comes from the heart. And money, I believe, reveals the heart. It answers every question in you. It is the thing, it is that tangible thing that we can hold on to, that we can have as security. It is that one thing that is common to all of us. Some of us have it, some of us don't. But it doesn't matter. We all want it. Right? 
read this for over the years, lots of times, and I always took it as kind of sarcastic. Like literally, it's a good sarcasm. And, and, and it could be. And it goes back, that last part goes back to the, it's, it's not a biblical statement. People look at the free heart, money is free heart. Exactly. In First in, in Timothy chapter 6 and verse 10, it says, For the love of money is the root of all evil, uh, which, uh, which will uh, some covet after. Um, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many arrows. Again, what, what, is, the, what is the key to this verse? What word? Love. love. It is the love of money. That is what reveals the heart. But who does the, the piercing through of the arrows? No, you do it yourself. You do it to yourself. Why? Because you love money. And again, I, I could be wrong, and I probably am. But I, I read that verse and I thought, you know what? I personally believe... That's what Solomon's saying. So as, we're, as we wind up this, this section here, time, talents, and treasure, and talking about our alms, to do it in secret, what is your attitude toward money? I believe that that's the key. Let me close with this, and we'll, I've got two quotes here, and we'll be done. Uh, F.B. Myers wrote this. He is the richest man in the esteem of, of the world who has gotten the most. He is the richest man in the esteem of heaven who has given the most. Going back to the widow's might. And J. Vernon McGee said this, and we'll be done. Uh, Don't tell me you're trusting God until you trust him with your pocketbook. (laughs) Why? because it reveals what's going on in here. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your time together. And Lord, I, I thank you uh, for your love and your patience with us because we are, we are all a work in progress, every one of us. Not one of us has arrived and we all need to grow and we all need to become closer to you. But Lord, as you have seen fit to give us spiritual gifts, I do pray that you would help us Realize what these gifts are and that you would help us to maximize these gifts for your honor and glory. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.